Dropbox.com. From home, in the office, or even on the go. With Dropbox Business, everything your team needs is in one place. You can access and share files from any device. Jerusalem calls to the faithful. Here, the Bible comes to life, and pilgrims come in search of its history. This is something that is one of the most powerful and remarkable things about the tradition, is that you can actually go to the place where things happened. We've come to the old city with Professor Paula Fredrickson in search of the historical Jesus. I think the historical Jesus has always mattered to Christianity, or we wouldn't have the Gospels. Those are stories about Jesus the man. Along the Via Della Rosa, the pilgrim imagines the agony and physical strain for Jesus of Nazareth during the march to crucifixion. On his final journey, the Gospels say he faltered carrying the cross, placing his hand on this stone before Simon helps to bear the burden. Visiting Methodists from a church in St. Louis find a visit to the place makes for deeper spiritual meaning. I think scripture goes from black and white to technicolor when you come here because all of a sudden you you serendipitously uh, discover things or you've been reading it your whole life, studying your whole life, and it's like this kind of, ah, oh my goodness, I get why Jesus came here. Jerusalem is the epicenter of three great faiths, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. But more than half of the visitors to the country are Christians, coming increasingly from Asia and African nations. Leading parishioners from Ohio to the site of the visitation, where Mary is said to have praised God after learning she is the mother of Jesus, Father Steve Bronofsky says the history is meant to help us live our faith today. When you go to a, a, a place where there's a shrine or where your ancestors have been, where people of faith have been for a long period of time, it also reminds you that, you know, we're all on pilgrimage and we, we take this experience of these holy places into our daily life. The narrative of the New Testament unfolds powerfully along the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Here is where the ministry of Jesus was formed. And today is where religious pilgrims come to explore the natural beauty of this area, but also to look up from the pages of the Gospels and imagine what happened here. This is a landscape of miracles, love, and faith, where Jesus is said to have told his followers, don't be afraid. Today it's where pilgrims come to dig even deeper. These students from Chile are volunteering at an archaeological site in the first century port town of Mangala. We are trying to navigate and to show the people how they lived in the, in the last 2,000 years. Artifacts from such digs may end up at the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. Here, the finding... Fifty-five percent of high school students don't feel they're ready for college and careers. My son Eli, he will not be one of them. He starts his first job today. His Learn more. Start.k12.com. 
It was the archaeological find of a lifetime. The tomb of Caiaphas, the high priest of the Jewish people, who the gospel state sent Jesus to the Romans to be crucified. Two nails were found in the tomb. Could they be the nails that crucified Jesus? This is one of the secrets of Christianity being unearthed by investigative journalist Simka Yakubovic. From deserts to tombs, from Rome to the Holy Land, Simka tracks down the truth behind historical myths, long-held beliefs, and some of the greatest biblical stories ever told. In 1990, here in Jerusalem, just a few meters down this hill, the Peace Park made the most amazing archaeological discovery. They found a 2,000-year-old burial tomb. But it wasn't just the burial tomb of anybody. It was the burial tomb of someone mentioned in the Gospels, the high priest Caiaphas. And he's the man that, according to the Gospels, is partially responsible for sending Jesus to the cross. For nearly 2,000 years, Caiaphas's tomb was left undisturbed. Then, in 1990, construction workers stumbled upon a rather large burial site. The Israeli Antiquities Authority, or IAA, sent out archaeologists to excavate the site. What they found was a first-century Jewish tomb. Inside, there were four kohims, or burial niches. And inside these, there were 12 ossuaries, or bone boxes. These limestone coffins, where the bones of the dead are laid, included the ossuary which bears the inscription, Joseph, son of Caiaphas. That story made headlines. But here's a story that didn't make headlines. Nobody reports that, in fact... Nobody knows if that tomb still exists. Archaeologists don't know if it was destroyed when the park was built. Nobody cares. And here's something else that no media, no media whatsoever reported. Inside that tomb, they found two Roman nails. Wait a minute. They found two nails in the tomb of the man who sent Jesus to the cross and nobody reports it? Why? And what's more, where are they? The first stop in any investigation involving an Israeli archaeological site is the Rockefeller Museum in Jerusalem. It is headquarters for the Israeli Antiquities Authority. These archives house the original reports of every archaeological excavation supervised by the IAA. Simca locates the 1990 Caiaphas tomb archaeological file. In it, he discovers the original drawing of the tomb. He also finds the final unedited report. And this includes detailed drawings, measurements, and photographs. And although the two Roman nails are mentioned, there are no photographs, measurements, drawings, or any information as to their current whereabouts. The main find is the now famous ossuary inscribed with the name Joseph, son of Caiaphas. The Christian Gospels simply call him Caiaphas. Caiaphas, the one who gave 
of his life is are you a christian who's single as a pringle and you're just tired of all these superficial dating apps are you just looking for a meaningful relationship with someone with the same the first century historian josephus mentions a high priest called joseph caiphas what's written on the ossuary however is joseph Josephus is closer to the truth. Scholars generally agree that despite the different versions, this is the bone box of the man who sent Jesus to the cross. To understand why Caiaphas would do such a thing, we have to understand the specific historical context in which the confrontation between Jesus and Caiaphas took place. The date was 30 AD. Judea was under Roman occupation. Even the Jewish religious elite had to answer directly to the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate. The Roman authorities had appointed Caiaphas to the high priesthood, the most prestigious and powerful position a Jew could hold. According to the Gospels, on the Jewish holiday of Passover, Jerusalem was bursting with religious fervor. And supported by a large gathering of followers, Jesus came to the temple, the holiest site in all of Judaism. He drove the cattle herders and dove sellers out, overturned the tables of the money changers. Then he warned the Romans, destroy this temple, and in three days, I will raise it up. Talking to the Roman authorities in this way was tantamount to a call for revolt. There was a near riot and Caiaphas to keep order as Jesus arrested and put on trial. Jesus is hastily convicted of inciting opposition to the Romans and turned over to the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate. The Gospels state that Pilate sends Jesus to the cross and famously washes his hands of the deed. Caiaphas is left to bear the burden. We don't know whether he was or wasn't troubled by the outcome of his decision. This Ajuri, which uh, has a archaeological connection with the Gospels, was excavated in the uh, 1990s from uh, the promenade in the southern part of Jerusalem. There is an inscription, you can see it on the side of the Ajuri, it mentions Caiaphas. Caiaphas, who was the high priest in the time of Jesus, and Jesus is mentioned to be judged by Caiaphas. The ossuary has been set around the world, and millions of onlookers have had a chance to view it in person, witnessing up close what scholars believe to be the first ever discovery of a man who came in contact with Jesus. But is it really the ossuary of the man who sent Jesus to the cross? To answer that question, Simca meets with David Mevera, a curator at the Israel Museum. Here's my question. How are you so convinced that this is the Caiaphas? It is a rare name. It's a name that we know from both Jewish sources and from the New Testament, and dating and timing for that period. And the most elaborate ossuary, very luckily for us, had twice an inscription on it, naming Joseph, son of Caiaphas, the one that we know from the New Testament. So it's definitely the tomb, as all tombs were, of a clan. It's a priestly clan. So the Caiaphas clan were buried in that tomb. Scholars generally agree with Dr. Mevra. Caiaphas is a rare name. And the ossuary is very ornate, befitting a high priest. What happened to the nails found inside the tomb? 
a starting point would be to find the location of the tomb itself. In search of the nail, some got to look for the tomb. 